You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Malcolm X. Do you know where you came from? What's your name? Malcolm Little. No. That's the name of the slave masters who own your family. You don't even know who you are. Who are you? Say, Roseland. Roseland. He was a pusher, a hustler, a thief. You ready to tackle the streets? Yeah, I'm ready. Let him come. <laughs> he was loved, respected, convicted. State your number, little. I forgot it. In a dream that's divine. He was a prisoner who set himself free. A Muslim must be strikingly upright. I will not touch the white man's drugs, his liquor, his women, so that those in the darkness can see the power of the light. I will not lie, cheat, or steal. I believe you will remain faithful. Yes. He was a follower who became a leader. You're not an American. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. He brought honor to disobedience. I suggest you look outside that window. You've been laying down and bowing down for 400 years. I think it's time to stand up. All right, break it up. You got what you wanted. No, I'm not satisfied. That's too much power for one man to have. And a voice to a people who longed to be heard. No, you're saying I'm anti-white. I'm sorry, Betty. I haven't been the best husband. Do you advocate violence? No, sir. Academy Award winner Denzel Washington's most electrifying performance. Director Spike Lee's most powerful film. Malcolm, can we all live together? I sincerely hope so. All right, everybody, you just listened to the trailer for Malcolm X, and the story is as follows. A tribute to the controversial black activist and leader of the struggle for black liberation. He hit bottom during his imprisonment in the 50s. He became a black Muslim and then a leader in the nation of Islam. His assassination in 1965 left a legacy of self-determination and racial pride. The film is starring Denzel Washington, Angela Bassett, Albert Hall, Al Freeman Jr., Delroy Lindo, and Spike Lee. It is written and directed by Spike Lee, co-written by Arnold Pearl. Here to join me for this Patreon podcast review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hi, everyone. Josh Parm. Hello, hello. Danilo Castro. Hi, everybody. And we have two guests here today. First up, from our very own Patreon channel, we have Giovanni Lago. Hello. And also, you have probably seen her work from Pay or Wait. Everyone, welcome back to the show, Sharonda Williams. Hello, everyone. All right, everyone. So, epic-sized film for an epic sized life played by a very epic sized actor <laughs> from an epic sized filmmaker 
I mean, just this movie screams epic in every single sense of the word. An epic 201 minutes long, nonetheless. One of those double VHS copies when you were a kid. You guys remember those? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, those were always the best. We're here today to talk about Malcolm X in anticipation for the Amazon Prime release of One Night in Miami from Regina King, which also explores uh, the character of Malcolm X during this time. This here is a biopic that showcases various stages of the man's life, played brilliantly by one of the greatest actors of all time, Denzel Washington, and brought to the screen magnificently by a one-of-a-kind filmmaker in Spike Lee in 1992 very, very hot at the time of its release for a couple of different reasons. One of which is because Spike Lee was a filmmaker back in that time that nobody really knew or under like not not so much knew, but that nobody really understood him, I don't think. And his work was so polarizing. So naturally, Malcolm X was met with some controversy upon a uh, controversy upon its release and has since then gone on to become, one of the most heralded films of all time, earning its place in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. And it really, truly is a very, very staggering biopic in every sense of the word. I've gone on long enough about it. I want to hear from everybody else. Sharonda, you're the guest here on the show, starting off with you. What do you think of Malcolm X? Malcolm X is one of those films that literally just made me look at movies different. Um, I remember my parents took me to see this film. I was really young. But honestly, it's the imagery um, that's in this film that truly stood out to me. Um, the score, um, Terrence Blanchard, the score is just absolutely amazing. Um, the costume design from Ruth Carter, um, she's just been such a great collaborator with Spike Lee. And just his direction with the film, um, with really having a hefty goal of covering this polarizing um, leader within the civil rights movement and really going through the history of helping you understand um, who he was as a man, how these ideologies, you know, how the experiences in his life has truly shaped him to be the Malcolm X that we all know him to be. Um, I just think that it was such a daunting task and the way that Spike Lee handled it in the film from the performances of Denzel Washington. I just think when Spike Lee, he just knows how to bring out the best in Denzel. Um, he's just absolutely phenomenal as Malcolm X. And honestly, when I was rewatching this today, it kind of made me, I was seeing parallels of the performances um, that I see from Denzel in Malcolm X and also too with Daniel Kaluuya for um, Judas and the Black Messiah, um, especially when we get into these, kind of what we've been seeing on film Twitter, when we get into these biopics um, and, you know, when they don't necessarily look like them, look like the person that they're portraying, but they carry the essence of that person as a whole. And I think that's what Denzel definitely does with this film. Um, but yeah, I love everything about this film um, from the performances. There's so many great actors in this film and really to have such a long runtime, especially when I I feel like in every review that I do these days, I'm complaining about the runtime of films that are so long, that feel so long. But for Malcolm X, it just, 
I can sit here all day and watch it and never get tired of it. Um, so it's just really one of those films um, that has so many quotable moments, that have so many memorable moments. If you of when Malcolm is outside of the hospital and he holds up his hand and, and points as the men march away after checking on one of their brothers who's been wounded. It's just such a great film to me. I really, really enjoy this film. I'm going to stop drooling over this film and let everyone else speak. <laughs> it's quite all right. It's quite all right. I mean, there's so much to talk about because of the amount of content that this movie packs into it. And we're going to do our absolute best to cover as much of it as we can. Uh, moving over next to our other guest here, Giovanni. What do you think of Malcolm X? Oh, my God. This is like the first time I've um, seen it since like I was really young. So I, I forgot how long it was. So I, when you describe it as like this, this grand epic, it's it's very much so. And it, it, it's when you see Spike Lee and like one trait of Spike that I, I love so much is how he can blend so many like different types of genres and make it seamless. And it, this movie literally has like everything you want. You want a, a gangster movie and it's that in the beginning. You want a, a prison story. You got that. Like even the moments when um, um, Malcolm X is going to uh, Mecca, it, it, there's so many like uh, Lawrence of Arabia vibes. It, it just like. So much is just effort effortlessly balanced by um, Spike Lee, and it's also a testament to like not what on screen, but even the struggles that he had to go behind the scenes to get this movie made, and um, just the whole the whole cast too is just Denzel is this is like one of my favorite Denzel performances, and Angela Bassett's great. I, I, I can go on about Angela Bassett any day. And uh, Delroy Lindo, too, is I, I remember rewatching it and I, Delroy Lindo stuck out um, a bunch uh, as well. And the costuming by uh, um, Ruth B. Carter is great, too. And, and, and also, um, as you guys mentioned, um, when a film is this long, you know, it has a, a tendency to like, oh, either certain parts will drag out or it will sag in the middle or, or something like that. But I, you're just so thoroughly entertained. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've been here already for like two and a half hours. And, and I, it feels like nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying the whole way through. So, yeah, I, I'll keep it short. No, no, no. <laughs> you're fine. You're totally, totally fine. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. Right. <laughs> History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? 
Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. All right, next up, Josh Parm. So I am definitely, like a lot of other people, a very big Spike Lee fan. And I find myself a fan of his, even when I don't think all of his movies are altogether that great. He's always, to me, a very interesting filmmaker. And what I really love about what he brings to this particular film is that you really get the sense that he wants to have the grandiose scope to this material that it kind of deserves. And, you know, it's funny that it was just mentioned kind of uh, drawing comparisons to Lawrence of Arabia. I think that was actually like a touchstone for Spike Lee that he mentioned he wanted to make something like this very big grand epic, but make it about a very prominent black figure. And I admire that so much. And you just look at what's on display in this movie, just every element of the craft is just spectacular. Like, yes, the costumes, but also the cinematography in this movie is absolutely gorgeous I, I was really struck by that watching it again because i hadn't seen it in such a long time so it already like looks amazing that denzel washington performance it's one for the ages i don't know what else we can really say about it it's an amazing performance it might even be the best performance he's ever given the entire cast is great i i do think though oh it, it could be condensed just a little bit i do think yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> i think particularly just in like in the first act, I do think it's padded just a little bit for my taste, and I think there's some things that could be condensed a bit, but at the same time, there are some elements to the big scope of this movie that I do appreciate, and I think, especially when we get into sort of the the real story of Malcolm X, sort of like in the second act, I think all of that is kind of justified. I liked having the big scope of it at that point. So, yeah, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but at the same time, there are so many great things about it, and I definitely think it's one of the best movies that Spike Lee's ever made. Yeah, I echo that it's one of the best Spike Lee movies ever made. It might actually be... Ooh. Uh, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> it's probably my second favorite Spike Lee film uh, behind Do the Right Thing. Uh, but I, I agree, Josh, just in terms of it wanting to be like in the style of something like a Lawrence of Arabia that was just so big in capturing the essence and life of a man. Uh, this one, same thing again, only set against like this backdrop of um, one of the most tumultuous times in American history. Um, and to really just kind of go on this journey uh, with this man through all these different um, changing like landscapes, uh, different filmmaking techniques are deployed, the cinematography, the production design, the costumes, as you mentioned. I mean, it's a Herculean feat of filmmaking from a filmmaker who has shown us so much versatility over the years, but 
there's something to always be said for the three-hour epic, at least from my point of view. And I, I love those kinds of movies, especially. So I can't get enough of that. Uh, let's toss it over next to Nicole. Nicole, what did you think of Malcolm X? Well, I am definitely on record as saying that I think that most films should not be over two hours long, <laughs> uh, unless they can justify their runtime. And so I was a little bit daunted whenever I uh, sat down to watch this film, but I'm happy to report that it actually is one of the few that really does justify its runtime. Now, I do agree. I think had it been cut down just a little bit, like if it was at just the three hour mark, I think maybe it would be a little bit better because I agree with Josh. I think there's some padding in the first act that uh, makes it feel like it's maybe a takes its time a little bit too much. Like it, it starts out well and then it slows down a little bit. And I was like, okay, like, can we get going? <laughs> Um, but once it does pick up, I think it's so, so, so well done, so well made. Um, to echo some other things I've heard, like, I was so stunned by the visuals in this film, like the production design, the costume design. I also think I have sort of maybe a weird experience um, in that I saw One Night in Miami and Kingsley ben performance before seeing Malcolm X and uh, Denzel Washington's performance. Um but I was so blown away by Denzel Washington and this. I, I think he's obviously such a talented actor, but he does so well with the role. Um, and was sort of capturing the right kind of charisma, uh, which I think is so important to a film like this. Obviously, I would not want to watch a three and a half hour film with someone who didn't have that charisma in the lead role. Um, but I, I do think like it's a really great feat of filmmaking. Um, and I also feel like I learned a lot, especially because, you know me, like as someone with a history degree, I immediately finished the film and got onto the Internet and started looking up, you know, how much of this is uh, the truth. Um, and I think that Malcolm X is a really interesting figure in that I feel like what you're taught about him in school often just kind of skims the surface of who he was. Um, and this film does a really good job of sort of uh, explaining his ideology without, like, holding your hand too much. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you right now in terms of the practices of Islam, like I felt like I got like a crash course, you know, while watching <laughs> yeah. this movie. It was uh, pretty incredible to say the least. Danilo, what about you, sir? So I am a big Spike Lee fan with a bit of an asterisk in that. I think the first eight, 10 years of his career is spectacular and that it gets a little spotty afterwards. So for me, uh, I will show my hand earlier here. This is my apps. This is what I think is the best Spike Lee film. I would put it above Do the Right Thing because I think what that film does on a micro level, this film supersedes on a macro level. Um, I think a lot of the aspects that he had in his earlier films sort of come to an apex here. And I feel like this, for me at least as an outsider, this feels like sort of the culmination of his career up to that point. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Denzel Washington's fantastic. Um, I think it absolutely justifies the runtime. I can see where there would be some hesitancy with how long the opening act is. But for me, I think it makes his transformation all the more believable. I think in so many biopics, there is uh, a tendency to run through what people consider to be the less interesting aspects or periods of someone's life. And I think with Malcolm X, Spike Lee really took his time in showing us 
who Malcolm was before he had this life-changing experience. And so I feel like it's easier to not only relate with him, but sort of understand his motives in the second half of the film. So I'll, I'll save some of my other more specific comments for later on, but absolutely, this movie's fantastic. I'm going to echo something that I just said a little while ago, which is I am a fan of the three-hour epic. I want more of them. What I don't want is I don't want these continued two-and-a-half-hour mainstream big studio movies. I want the three-hour epic. I, <laughs> I want my Lawrence of Arabia's. I want my the irishman's i want my malcolm x's why because i feel like in recent years especially television miniseries have gone on to become for a lot of people a very dominant form of storytelling in terms of conversation you think of something like say chernobyl when they see us the queen's gambit most recently and it just feels like that level of storytelling feels so complete because there is a beginning, a middle, an end, and they have the runtime to tell their story down to the smallest minute detail. And it is something that I miss in movies because nowadays, if you're going to make a movie about Malcolm X, there is absolutely no way anybody is green lighting this movie. This exact one that Spike Lee made. Instead, what they will do is they will, they will say, all right, let's take, you know, maybe some part from the civil rights movement and let's do a microcosm look at who he was during this period of time. And if you could convey the essence of who he was throughout his lifetime, like in this condensed uh, period of his life, then we got a movie. And I feel like that's what every movie is doing nowadays. And, you know, I think there are some that have done it better than others. You know, it's like Selma did a really great job of it. I thought Lincoln did a fantastic job of it. But, man, there's something to be said for really seeing from childhood all the way, in this case, to the end of one man's life and just every single little beat in between. I I really feel like I got the kind of experience, like it's a full cinematic experience in three hours versus, say, five or six hours I would spend watching a television miniseries. And the two, the two to me are equatable in that sense so this is my long rant about how much i missed a three hour long epic <laughs> uh with that said i i do agree with what has been said here a little bit i i do think that there are 15 minutes maybe you know that could get trimmed here or there just to make it ever so tighter but i'm absolutely riveted by this movie from beginning to end uh, part of it is because of Denzel Washington's absolutely magnetic performance and other parts of it are because the filmmaking techniques that Spike Lee is using throughout this movie are, as always, constantly surprising. You never know what you're going to get. You, I'll tell you this much. You're never going to get a straight story with him. That's for sure. You're going to get something that is throwing a lot of different references, styles and unique cinematic techniques that... Quite frankly, um, you don't really see that many people using nowadays to tell a story. What I find so fascinating about this movie is that I think if you actually like took a step back and sort of just looked at the story as is, it's got your kind of usual biopic tropes in there. Like I don't yeah. think like the structure of it necessarily is 
all that innovative, but the execution of it is like just the look of this movie and the way that Spike Lee goes about to put this movie together. Like that is what is so striking about it. And like every frame in this movie could be on, you know, that one perfect shot account. Like every single moment of this movie is just so gorgeously conceived. And that is the element that I think draws you in the most, even when you can kind of see the conventions of the genre at play within the structure of the story, the way that it's, presented to the audience is what is really breathtaking. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of Malcolm X here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full length review, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month under Next Best Picture, you will get the rest of this full hour and 40 minute long review plus other exclusive podcast content from us. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.